Welcome to Heaven Smells Like Books, a book review podcast. Hi, it's me again. I know I implied that I would be more consistent when I recorded the last episode, but here I am again, (laughs) not being consistent. And I've actually been sitting on this review for weeks, probably months even, and I've just been telling myself that I need to make sure my notes on it are perfect before I record anything. But I just know that if I keep putting it off, I'll never do it and I'll probably never come back to the podcast. (laughs) So I'm just going to get it out of the way. Um, Yeah, and as for the consistency thing, you know, I'm trying my best. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing, but yeah, I'm trying my best. It's just, yeah, life keeps lifing not necessarily in a bad way just yeah but anyway today I want to talk about nervous conditions by okay I'm not sure if this is the right way to pronounce her name so I apologize in advance but I think it's pronounced CC Dangaremba um yeah nervous conditions so This book, I believe, is part of a trilogy and I actually found out about it because the third and final book, I think, was nominated for a Booker Prize or one of those awards um, a couple of years ago. Um, And then I wanted to read that one. I think it was This Mournable Body. Um, And I wanted to read it, but then I found out that it's actually part of a trilogy, so I thought I would start from the beginning. So, yeah, Nervous Conditions. So, the book is about a 13-year-old girl called Tambul, which I can't remember if she was 13 at the beginning, because it, like, goes through her life for a few years. But a really young girl, essentially. Her name is Tambul. She's from Zimbabwe. And she's from a really poor family, um, like really poor family. And I think it's even made worse by the fact that her father is an unserious person. He honestly, reading about him just infuriated me. He seemed like such a spineless person, but yeah, like a coward and lazy as well um i'll try and remember to go into this god damn it there's a fly in my flats this is why i don't like summertime in this fucking country give me a second okay i'm back got rid of the fly i didn't kill it don't worry i just let it out safely anyway yeah what was I saying? I, was, I think I was talking about Tambo's father and how useless he was. And so at the beginning, actually, um, the, we didn't have a lot of detail on how her parents met and got married. And when we got to the part, or when I got to the part where it was explained, I was so irritated that this lazy ass man just impregnated a young 
girl and that just she had to get married to him and then she was just stuck with him I just yeah anyway back to Tambo so yeah it's about Tambo a young girl from Zimbabwe from a poor family in Zimbabwe and um so her immediate family is quite poor but she has an uncle who was educated by the missionaries and so he kind of not even kind of he definitely had like a leg up and he was kind of the breadwinner of the entire family and was sort of responsible for making sure that people did not starve to death which is a huge responsibility given that a lot of the other people do not have means of providing for themselves mainly Tambu's father the other siblings seemed to be doing fine but anyway so the book starts off by with Tambu telling us that she felt she didn't feel sad or anything about her brother's death so she had an older brother and he was sent to live with their uncle so that he could go to school and whatnot um, at the missionary. And so she didn't like her brother for like, it kind of sibling rivalry, but with a dash of misogyny thrown in, you know. Um, yeah, but then also, okay, so basically her brother was picked to go to the missionary school and he was like, very excited about it but also being kind of a kind of annoying about it with tambu and like bragging and trying to make her feel small um but i guess we didn't as an adult i just keep thinking you know he was also a child like he also had his insecurities and she also talked about whenever how whenever he would come back home during the christmas period or just holidays in general he would act like their house was too disgusting and dirty and beneath him and honestly that's a dick move but still I completely see how he like as a young boy would be ashamed of his roots after seeing what else is out there and like coming back home and like they're so poor um I can see why he I don't know, became even more annoying. But anyway, Tambu didn't feel bad about his death. And I, I'm just saying that because I learned something, I think I learned something interesting about myself, that because we were told about the death at the beginning of the book, and so I didn't really know the character very well, as in her brother's character. So I had no form of attachment to him. And so I didn't really feel anything and then also when the main character who is narrating the book um when she also says she didn't feel bad about so I was just like okay cool I guess we I guess we're cool with this like I guess there this is not bringing up any emotion um but reading about how her mother reacted to it and how she became really depressed was definitely heartbreaking but it was just interesting to think about how maybe this is just a me thing how like my reaction to other people's lives depends on how it affects 
the people that I feel connected to or with. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so another thing about this book is so it's a coming of age book. At least I've seen, I've read somewhere. I've read someone describe it as a coming of age book. Um, so there isn't a main event. It's just describing her from like her brothers it's actually her looking back retrospectively which is actually interesting because she's looking back and sometimes she's like I have kind of different views now um I don't know what those views are maybe I need to read the other books in the trilogy to find out but it's just interesting to that she was looking back retrospectively um I can't remember the point I was initially trying to make What was I trying to say? Yeah, it's a coming of age book. So there isn't a, it's not about a specific thing. And I kind of kept waiting for something to ha- happen. Like, what is the event? And <laughs> it was just like narrating her life. Um, I think this is like the third time that has happened to me. So maybe I need to be more conscious that some books are just about life and not about a specific thing. Um, yeah, another thing is because I was expecting, I was waiting for something to happen and also because all of my, well, not all, but most of my experience with books written by African writers, especially when the main character is a girl or a woman, um, like something there's like it there's always something to do with trauma and so I was waiting for that and so it didn't click that it's supposed to be like a coming of age book like watch this or read this young girl grow up so it was nice to I guess open my mind to non-western versions of coming of age books as well because in my head coming of age books or movies are just like flowering and they're about crushes and whatnot so it was just interesting to read this other thing um yeah so basically after her brother's death so he died while he was in school at the missionary with living with his uncle and so after that tambu who is the second child was then selected to be the one to go to school because her uncle was like someone from this part of the family has to be educated to make sure that the remaining members of the family are fine um so Tambu is selected Tambu is a really smart girl she's really hard working she really wanted to learn like she was really into school and whatnot um so she was really happy about that I was I was happy for her so her mother wasn't so happy because she had obviously lost his son um at the missionary and obviously her moving from a situation where they weren't even really having like their diet wasn't like a balanced one um they didn't have a lot going on for them to moving to her uncle's house in the missionary and going to like a proper school there um was life-changing for her and there's (laughs) there's this part in the book where 
the first time she saw a proper toilet at her uncle's she sat on it in this weird way like sort of facing forward and it just reminded me of this meme on twitter where they're like ladies how do you sit on the toilet and it's like 10 options and they're all ridiculous but yeah that made me laugh um just that you know (laughs) she was so fascinated by the toilet and yeah so she moves to her uncle's starts going to school there and it just takes us through like her trying to get used to the new dynamic and learning new things from her cousin i can't remember her cousin's name but she had two cousins a boy and a girl um the girl was very outspoken and so from the book they explain that it's because they lived for a couple they lived in the uk for a couple of years while the parents as in tambo's uncle and aunt were getting their master's degrees um so the girl was just like used to i guess the british way of life and then she had to move back to zimbabwe and some things didn't sit right with her um so tambo was constantly battling with like oh my god why can't this girl just conform (laughs) why does she have to talk back or argue and like i i can see myself in both of them like there are times where i'm like i'm not taking this and why should i keep quiet about this and there are times where I just want everyone to get along and I want everything to be peaceful. So it was just nice to read that in the third person and feel like, okay, I'm not the only one that goes through this battle. Um, it was also, there was also a part of the book where her female cousin was talking about how like, if you, but like if she stops resisting like the misogynistic things that her dad tries to get tries to get her to do like the problematic things it tries to get her to do like if she stops resisting then she would just like give in and be a part of the system and i can relate to that so much and like sometimes there are little things that happen to me or that people say that i'm like okay it's these little things right that sort of compound and lead to know who you are as a person but like if you don't stand your ground against these things like you're just going to keep compromising and then before you know it you're just you know it's just like yeah whatever like this is how things are um yeah i realize i'm being very vague but there's a reason for that i'm trying to think of a non-personal example but i don't know just things in like romantic relationships with men like sometimes i'm like i have to stand my ground on this thing like this might seem like a small thing but these small things happen so often and like if i don't stand my ground now it's going to keep happening and then it would just become normal and that is how like cycles just don't get broken and she was talking about i think she said how it's exhausting and again i can relate to that because it is fucking exhausting um but anyway moving on uh oh 
I have a note here about how it was interesting to see two sides of her uncle. Her uncle's name was Baba Mukuru. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right as well, but yeah, that was his name. And so at the beginning of the book, the only um, thing we knew about him was that he would go to the village to visit them and bring food and give them money and blah, blah, blah. And from that part of the book, I just immediately assumed that he was this really nice, easygoing, kind, patient, quiet, level-headed person. And I just thought he was a great, like, an all-around great guy. Um, Also, because he was educated, I was like, you know, which was stupid, because I know so many educated men were also misogynistic. But, and then after Tambo moved to, moved to their house, it was just interesting to see this other side of him that was just mean to his daughter like he wanted her to be a specific way like he wanted her to be the quote-unquote good christian african child and like i said like she had other ideas and he would just go about it the wrong way like he was so forceful and so impatient with her and so unkind and i feel like and i'm sure he loved her but like just the way he expressed it was just sort of heartbreaking really i think there was a part like a scene where he called her a whore and i cannot like what what would possess you to call your teenage daughter a whore just because she was out late and i was so angry reading that and i wanted to throw something at someone um because it was just fucked up like she's a teenager for fuck's sake calm down and their ways of of like convincing someone to do something like i know teenagers are difficult like i used to have teenage sisters they're the teenagers are so annoying and they can be so difficult but i still think that patience and love should come into it and you can't just say do this thing because i said so and i'm not explaining just do it and expect things to just happen that way especially when you know this person is a confrontational person like excuse me you need to make them see your side of it but i guess that's where the cultural part of it comes from where like you just expect her to listen to your parents um so yeah it was interesting to see that side of him um again just to prove that human beings are multifaceted or multi-dimensional i don't really know what i mean they're different sides to us it was also interesting to see how subdued um his wife was and at some point she starts standing up to him which was great for her but it was another thing that fucked me up was that his wife was expected to like cook for his entire family during the christmas breaks so like she would leave her house at the missionary like her her nice house and then go to the village 
and live on under conditions that she's not used to and also like take care of his entire family genuinely i do not have it in me i can't even lie i cannot pretend that this is something i would even consider trying absolutely the fuck not are you fucking kidding and she clearly hated it uh, but there was something she said to her daughter that was interesting to me um because her daughter i mean obviously her daughter was a snitter. she doesn't have a well-round a well-rounded world view but she was going on about how like why do you have to wait for dad to do this and that like why can't you just like get a car and go to the market yourself or something and like i'm almost like but like who's supposed to pay for that like where am i supposed to find the money and i just kept thinking about how like this woman is well educated she literally has a master's degree um and her source of income is still limited because of the family dynamic um but yeah it was just interesting to see how like her daughter was looking at things from like such an idealistic perspective and how it's even when we hold strong opinions about um things like feminism or race or other things and we feel like people aren't acting in feminist ways or in ways that show that they're not anti-black i'm speaking specifically when the discrimin where the the oppressed person is the one in question that i think it's also important to try and see why they're doing that instead of attacking them um yeah and then uh what else oh so her cousin tambo's cousin I feel like I'm talking a lot about Tambu's family members and not Tambu herself. Um, but her cousin developed an eating disorder at some point. I mean, right from the beginning, you can see themes of it, right? And it sort of, it starts out slowly and it just gets worse. But I was really worried that she wasn't going to get the help that she needed, especially because she had like a full-on episode like a proper breakdown one day and i was worried that they wouldn't get her the help that she needed and because they're very religious people i thought they would just like try to praise out of her um but she got help which was really good but that was towards the end um so yeah that was a relief to read that and so towards the end tambu gets a scholarship to go to a ooh, what was it called I can't remember, but a Catholic secondary school. Um, and that's sort of where things picked up for me. And it got more interesting, but it was literally like at the end. And I think the next book will probably continue from that. Um, yeah, so then, you know, she once again leaves home and you know moves into this new place and it's just amazing to see like where she's come from and where she is now but i'm also worried about the impact that school will have on her because it's mostly white it's catholic um 
it's kind of segregated. Uh, so yeah, kind of worried about her in that aspect. But um, I think that's all I have to say about this book. In all, I think it's worth a read. I definitely I want to read this monable body. Um, but I obviously need to read the second one first. I don't think I'm going to read it now or soon, but I hope I get to it at some point. But yeah, definitely worth a read. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I don't know if I mentioned already, but the writing was good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. I'm just going through my notes to see if there's anything else. Yeah, okay. Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, what am I currently reading? I'm currently reading a Toni Morrison book. I can't remember the title. I think Jazz. Yeah. Um, I'm not really feeling it. But also, I've just not... I've been really struggling to read for, like, a year now. Which is why the episodes are few and far between. Um, so, I don't know maybe I need to try something really easy to read I might read a book that a friend recommended and we might do an episode together not sure yet but yeah I hope you guys are doing great and I hope you like this episode don't forget to like and share the podcast uh yeah great thanks bye (laughs) 